Welcome back, everybody. We're at Salt Lake Comic Con. Whoops, I screwed that up. It is Fanex Salt Lake. Uh, we are here with um, actor, director, producer, uh, Rando Eaton. Um, you're probably best known for your role on Dexter. I guess it depends on the audience. But yeah, oh, true. That was a, a popular role. I, a lot of younger people, I would say, I, uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager or even Zoe 101, which was my first job like many years ago, but they... I don't know, they repeat it so much that all the new generations still recognize me from it, so it's kind of cool. So Zoe 101 was on Nickelodeon? Yeah, correct? Nickelodeon. Yeah, well, I, that's not my demographics. So <laughs> what, what was yeah. that show? I should hope not. <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, it was actually a really popular show. It was actually a really fun show back in the day. Um, <clears throat> it was with Britney Spears' uh, sister, uh, Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Lynn Spears. And uh, that was also the start of, like, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm trying to blank. Uh, uh, J Justice, Victoria Justice. Oh yeah, she's uh, in one of my favorite Halloween movies. Uh, oh really? Paint size. Yeah, so she's blown up since then. But yeah. That was her start. And I, I was her boyfriend on that show, or I became her boyfriend later on in the series. But um, really sweet girl. But uh, anyway, yeah. So many moons ago. So you went from Zoe to was Secret Life next, or was Dexter? No, I mean, next? I've done oh. a, a million yeah. guest stars. <laughs> like after Zoe was just my first job. But after that, I did, you know, a million guest stars in movies. And um, it's just, it's the ones that I'm on longer that people, you know, tend to then recognize me from. Like, you know, with Secret Life, I, I was on it for a few years. So obviously that'll stick more than just one-off guest stars or a random horror film or something. Sorry. That's his, blown, his phone blowing up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of, of the guest spots that you did, do you have a particular favorite? Uh... You know, it's tough. I, I've worked with, like, I'd say with a guest star, it's fun because it's it's a one-off. Like, you get to go to a random location, so sometimes I get to travel to a cool spot. I get to work with a whole new uh, cast, you know, sometimes some really cool actors or big actors or whatever. Um, so I get to just experience, a, like, a little flavor, a little piece of a whole different show. And it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice, you know, because sometimes if you're on a show for years, it becomes... It, like a day job, you're punching your time card, you're in and out, you know, uh, after years go by, it just becomes like that. But when you get to do a guest star, it's like, oh, you get to just kind of pop your head in and be like, oh, what's going on over here for, for a week or two, which is, it's kind of fun. But so anyway, yeah, I've done, you know, you name it, so all the crime shows and some teen shows. I mean, I've done a, a bunch of guest stars. I mean, people can see that on my IMDb, but... Um, that's kind of fun. So I've, I've been able to work with a lot of really res respectable actors just doing that. Speaking of John, John Lithgow in yeah. Dexter, what, what is he like? Honestly, he's one of the nicest, if, if not the nicest, probably the nicest person I've ever worked with. He's like just a genuinely really nice guy. Like um, he just really cares about his craft and he's really inviting and he, he makes sure it's a good atmosphere for everyone working on the set. And he just, he puts a lot of effort into making everyone feel really welcome and uh, really happy to be there. Um, and he takes it seriously. Like, it's funny, I, I met, like, when I went to meet his wife, at the time it wasn't out that I was his son on the show or anything. It, it hadn't aired yet. So he, uh, he told me, he's like, oh, and I'm going to introduce you to my wife, but don't, don't let her know that you're my son. Like, <laughs> like he, like, kept, kept it a secret from his wife. I'm like, wow, really? 
Okay. <laughs> so she found out when the show aired? Yeah. Like, so wow. he takes it that seriously. <laughs> he takes it really seriously. And another cool thing, I ran into him years later at a, at a, a show. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember where I was. But um, I ran into him and I was like, oh, I'll go say hi. But I doubt he'll remember me. And I went up to him and he, Brando, like he totally <laughs> remembered. I was like, wow. And um, and, he, and something cool that he said that I thought was really nice is um, he said that that Thanksgiving scene in Dexter, uh, it's kind of a famous scene uh, at the Thanksgiving table. Um, he said that that was his favorite scene that he's ever filmed oh, in wow. his career, which is which is pretty huge. Um, I mean, because he's had an amazing career. Um, so that that was like, really? Wow. That's that's um, that's amazing to hear. Uh, that would just be incredible to hear with the, what he he's done. Yeah. Now, the, when when I first met you, it was the day of uh, our friend Danny's uh, indie lounge mm-hmm. down in Provo in the yeah. middle of the parking lot, and we were meeting at his house before for a acting class. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still something you're currently doing, or you know, it's something I'd like to do. I genuinely enjoy it. I've taken so many years of acting classes that I've been able to kind of I, I've gotten pretty good at. Well, one, it helps me good as a director to direct actors and to, to, to sharpen that tool uh, when I do classes. And then also, I've, since I've studied so many different techniques, I've gotten pretty good at, for other people, telling which technique might work for them or trying different things because everyone's brain works differently. So um, I feel like I've, I, I've pretty, I have a lot of confidence in my ability to teach, um, and, I, and I genuinely enjoy it. The thing is, it's that's not a career path I want. You know, it's right. not like a good living. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the things I'm doing. You know, to make money. <laughs> but but when it comes to that, it's something that uh, instead of instead of taking classes now, like I, I think it's important to continue to take classes to keep the rust off. Right. By teaching, it's it's sort of like a taking class for me. It keeps the rust off. Um, so it's fun for me to help people while at the same time I'm benefiting from it as well. So it's not so much about the money because it's not, you know, it's not like you'll make a lot of money teaching, but, um, it's a nice side activity. So absolutely. I'd like to keep doing it, but it's like, it's a matter of finding the time to, to, uh, you know, get the group together and find where to do it. And, you know, you know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of effort that goes into that. Get everything just right. You mentioned directing, um, this past year at Sundance, you had, uh, your documentary. Mm-hmm about um gary uh, gary johnson gary johnson i almost said anderson (laughs) (laughs) and um is that the only thing you've directed or have you directed um directed little things like uh commercials or like little uh like almost i wouldn't even call it student films but just little pieces of things basically get my feet wet um and i do genuinely enjoy it it's a lot of work directing i think is one of the the hardest jobs in the business um but uh, but I do like it. Um, I'd like to do more of it. But I mean, I, I, right now in my life, I'm just pulled in so many directions. I'm trying to trying to stay focused in some directions. But um, that is something I'd like to to put some more effort focus on in the future. And for that documentary, you followed him on around mm-hmm. the camping trail. What what was that like? It was great. I mean. That's pretty cool to be involved in a presidential election. Yeah, you know, I, I you know I got to do speeches and before he went up and um, and introduce him and talk to you know talk to crowds, talk to people, and you know that's that's different. It, I'd say it's different. It's similar. It's sh- shockingly similar to Hollywood, in the sense of dealing with crowds of people and how to present yourself and this and that. Like it is like Hollywood, 
Um, but to see it on the uh, political side is, you know, which I've never been involved with uh, in the past. Um, it was really cool. It was really, uh, it was an honor to be involved. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it went really well and it made me want to stay involved in that, in that sort of stuff. I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, politics, I think that's the most important subject. Um, I don't even, I don't even like to talk about surface level politics in the sense of what, what normal people talk about, but I just mean at its core as a philosophical uh, uh, branch, uh, at, like the ideas behind it, like the deeper philosophical meaning behind politics, like m morality and you know those sorts of things. I think that that is really important and that's everything else stems, stems from that. So anyway, it's a subject that I really like. Um, uh, Acting-wise, is there anybody you particularly look up to? Acting-wise, not really. Um, I mean, there. Are, I'm not saying, oh my god, <laughs> no one I give it. Like, no, no, they're amazing actors. But you know, it's funny when when you do it. I've done it most of my life, and now it's like it's just like fun for me. Like, it's not there's nothing magical to it. Like a lot of people that because we grow up watching movies and watching TV, so we idol. Like that's where that's where fame comes from. People idolize those people, and since I've been in it, it takes kind of the magic away. So I don't really idolize any actors. Um, I just think like, oh, they're they're amazing at what they do, and it's a, it's an art form that they're really good at. And in, in that yeah. sense, I respect them, of course. Like there are there are, but there are lots of really really great actors that I respect. But other than that, like when it comes to them, I'm just like, oh, uh, I don't. They're normal people to me. <laughs> it's very normal. I also grew up in L.A., so I think years of just always being around, you know, quote unquote, famous people, right. and then working with them and stuff. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they're just people saying lines in front of a camera. <laughs> like, it's nothing. It's nothing that magical. But of course, they're just people that are really good at that, which yeah. is you know respectable. Because California, you can be walking around anywhere, and there'll be somebody. I was. Yeah, you at, can. Yeah. I, I was at Disneyland, and I was uh, coming out of. Um, a building near the hotel and Reese Witherspoon walks mm -hmm. past me and it was just kind of like wow it's like okay yeah we're in California this yeah, is no see, big deal that, that'd be weird for you know I, I noticed that it's like you know in, in, in LA it's like I'm a tiny fish in a huge pond like no one cares um, if, if I'm walking around it's like every I mean I'll still get recognized sometimes or you know kids are recognized or whatever it happens but it's totally random um, but you know, you could be Brad Pitt walking around. And I mean, people would give a shit if you're Brad Pitt walking around. Sorry, can I cuss? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people would care if you're Brad Pitt walking around because he's, you know, so big. But I'm just bringing that up as, as an example because some other places in the world I might travel to, I might get treated like I'm Brad Pitt, you know, because right, they're yeah. so not used to having someone from television or from whatever around. So it's kind of funny, funny how that works. But in L.A., no one, no one cares. <laughs> Um, is there anything, do you have like a dream project, you know? Um, I, well, I love action stuff. I love war films. Um, I was lucky enough to work on American Sniper, but I didn't get to do any action stuff. Um, uh, so I, I'd say films in that category or a, a high quality, you know, Jason Bourne type or James Bond type of, of action film. I, those, those have always kind of. Uh, been my favorites um but uh so something like that would be great but also i'm i'm actually working on a project right now that it's in the beginning stages but it's something i wrote and that's you know i, I really want to get something that i wrote like up you know it's like a f 
a legit like full budget scripted show and that'd be fantastic i'm getting a lot of traction with it right now have some good names attached and uh that's something that i'll i'll most likely star in unless for some reason we have to go a different direction you know just business wise yeah um but most likely i'll star in and i wrote it uh with my writing partner and uh <clears throat> so anyway we're we're in the beginning stages but we're getting a lot of traction with that so that would be kind of a dream come true too or a bucket list thing to to be able to do now at, at the end of our interviews we have a couple of bonus questions um who is your favorite muppet and why muppet oh geez that includes sesame street dark crystal anything jim henson's done <laughs> Oh, wow. I definitely never thought about that. Uh, I haven't seen that stuff since I was a kid, but let me think. Um, I don't know, the, the guy that lives in the trash? <laughs> oh, <laughs> o- Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd probably be the most relatable to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the other one is, no, it's always kind of weird for me to ask this to an actor. If somebody was to portray you in a movie about yourself, mm-hmm. who, who would you want to play you? Hmm. Interesting. Um, that's tough. I don't know. Um, you know who's fascinating because of everything he's doing nowadays? Uh, what's his name? The, the kid from Transformers and all that stuff. I say kid, but he's like my age. Oh, um, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Because of all the stuff that surrounds him, he's such like an, en- an enigma now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fascinating. I, I'd, that, I'd love to chat with him because he seems like he's so wild. Um, so, yeah, sure. I'll take that. <laughs> That's okay. my final answer. All right. And years ago, you were here as a guest. How has it differed from being, you know, like a guest, featured guest, like an attendee? Uh, it's not that different. I mean... You just want same thing. I'm just wandering around <laughs> looking at stuff. The only difference is there. It's like, oh, I should go back and sit at that table and collect some more, you know, twenties. <laughs> it's kind of it's such a weird thing. Like when I first when I first came to this world, I'm like, no one wants to, no one's gonna pay me for that. That's so ridiculous. But no, people do. Just such an interesting culture here. You know, it's normal. It's normal. Like in our daily life, any of these actors. Yeah. In their daily life, if someone came up to them on the street, they're not going to be like, you know, bring out your wallet. Like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But here it's just, you know, that's that's the, the business. That's It's set up like that here, and so it's okay. So you don't have to be embarrassed about that. But it is it is weird when you think about it. But it's cool. It's cool, too, because obviously uh, it's it's a cool thing that people have access to, you know, meet up, meet up with like-minded individuals in a place and have their fun and also meet people that they look up to. Well, thank you, Brando, for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody. We're back at Comic-Con. We're back out at the loading docks again, like we were with Keith Coogan last year. Um, Keith Coogan was on a cigarette break. I don't see Thomas here with a cigarette, so (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Now, we're here with Thomas Estrada. He's an animator, um, and um, he worked with... He works on video games as well. Um, how are you today? Doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Y- you're surviving the con. It's, it's the last day and the last few hours. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great show. This is one of our best shows and uh, one of our favorites. So, yeah, we, we enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, what's your favorite part of uh, coming to the cons? 
to me, it's uh, it's meeting the the people, the fans of the some of the projects that I've worked on. You know, a lot of these films and video games, especially a lot of the earlier films, uh, you know, have, have made an impact on so many people. And so it's always neat to hear the different stories that people bring, uh, you know, when they when they meet me and they see some of the movies I've worked on, you know, whether it's things like, you know, I've had people say, you know, I was in a, an accident or I was ill and I was in the hospital for weeks and it was Treasure Planet was the one film that got me through it. And, you know, and they, they sometimes get really emotional about that. And it, so it's really cool to, to see that, you know, it's what that what some of these films have meant to some people. You know, I, I get sometimes uh, just really good friends that are in their early 20s. You know, a couple of girls will say, you know, we grew up every Friday night doing sleepovers, watching Emperor's New Groove, and you don't know what this movie means to us. And so that stuff is really cool. I love hearing all the different stories on, on how they, you know, how they've been impacted by some of the, the projects that I've been fortunate enough to work on. Um, my son and his aunt, the, uh, Emperor's New Groove is like their movie. They're always saying llama face yes. to each other. Um, Tell us a little bit behind the scenes of, of that show, what what you did and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, at that time, you know, I was still pretty early in my career. So I was a, an assistant animator, mostly doing cleanup, in-betweening, that type of thing. Um, I'm technically credited as miscellaneous on the film, but it was, a, it was although it's not as glamorous to be as, as assigned to a specific character, what made it cool with miscellaneous is I got to bounce around uh, on a lot of different characters in, in the film. You know, whereas a film like maybe Treasure Planet, where I was cast on the Jim Hawkins team, I would draw just Jim for the entire production. But on New Groove, uh, being on Miscellaneous meant I get to draw like the theme song guy at the beginning and the old man that gets thrown out the window. I got to do some, you know, a couple of Yzma shots and most of it was Cusco Llama because he was in so many of the of the scenes. But it was, a, it was a nice variety being able to bounce around on a lot of different scenes throughout the film. And uh, so yeah, I, I got to do that doing uh, mostly cleanup. Uh, which was cool because that's like the, to me, that was the final line uh, drawings that would be digitized and colored. And so it was those specific drawings are the ones that you would see up on the screen. Uh, did any of the um, voice talent ever come through the studio where you guys were working? They were working there at the same time, uh, a little bit before in production. You know, they would record all the audio before we did the animation. Um, but there was a lot of overlap. Um, I didn't see too many of them. Um, I, I, re I do recall seeing Eartha Kitt uh, uh, briefly. It was just enough where, you know, walking down the hall, there was a, uh, an office that was cracked open and I was able to see her standing in there. And that was enough of a thrill for me. I was like, oh my God, there's Eartha Kitt um, because she was just amazing. And so, yeah, that, but you would see them occasionally um, on the studio, whether it was in the commissary and, or just passing in the halls. And, you know, you'd always have to try to remind yourself that they're here working, you know, you're a professional. And so you, you don't want to freak out or anything. And so you kind of just keep your cool and, and let everyone there do their business. Now, uh, we've, we've touched on some of the films in your uh, filmology. Kind of give us the, the long list of everything sure. you've been involved with. Yeah, sure. So I, I started at DreamWorks in 1997 on The Prince of Egypt. That was my very first film. 
and then I rolled on to the Rodale Dorado at DreamWorks. Uh, at that point, I made my way to Disney feature animation. I did a little bit of freelance on the Tigger movie before getting hired full-time at Disney on The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, and then I did a little bit of work on Atlantis and then Treasure Planet. And then after that was Home on the Range was the, their last hand-drawn film at the time was the, the Cal movie. Um, after Home on the Range, I made my way back to DreamWorks to do their last hand-drawn film, which was Sinbad. Uh, I worked on that. And then at, at which point I transitioned to computer animation, uh, working on films uh, Shark Tale and Over the Hedge. And then uh, from there I went into video games because it was all computer animation at that point. And I got to work on games like God of War 2, Gears of War 2, a couple of Spyro the Dragon games, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, uh, Saints Row 2, and then eventually came to Salt Lake City with Disney Interactive again, working on uh, Toy Story 3 and then Disney Infinity for about six years. I worked on that, uh, on that game. So that, that's when you came to Utah. You weren't a Utah or anything before that? Yeah, I was born and raised in Southern California, so we were working on the main lot in, uh, with Disney uh, with feature film and then DreamWorks, which was right down the street. And so you would kind of bounce back and forth between the studios until, yeah, 2008 is when I came out to Salt Lake with, um, with Disney Interactive working at Avalanche Software was the studio downtown here on, with Disney Infinity. Um, and then after that, when that game was discontinued, Avalanche Software uh, was reformed uh, under the WB banner and became part of WB Games. And I was working with them for about a year on a, an unannounced uh, title that they're currently working on. Uh, now, Disney Infinity, you were in there from the, the first game. T tell us what those, like, those early meetings were like, like before you guys really started rolling into it. Yeah, it was um, so kind of how that worked is is we had finished the Toy Story 3 game and Toy Story 3 had a very popular uh, mode called the, the Woody's Roundup was the Western town and it was the open world sandbox kind of do your own thing and play with the toys. And it was that the toy box mode that really um, was the star of that game and it was so popular they wanted to do a sequel to it. And so we were working on the sequel, which was gonna be Buzz Lightyear Star Command. And it was gonna be an open world sandbox toy box mode in space. And so that was kind of the early beginnings of Infinity, working on that game. And at the same time, we were working on a, an entirely separate game for Monsters University. And uh, someone came up with the idea. They said, well, what if we do a toy box mode of the Star Command, and then we can have a Monsters University toy box mode that maybe you can cross over into. And then that just kind of kept going where, you know, we can do a Lone Ranger place, uh, you know, a, a mode because that film's going to be coming out. And, oh, my God, we can do all kinds of play sets and just kind of make this whole universe where all these toys can play together and that's kind of where it, it took off just that idea but it started with a with the Toy Story 3 game in the in the toy box mode and Star Wars was in there and Marvel um, did you work on specific character designs or was it like animation different animation sequences what, what was your ta task there yeah as a character animator I would take the the models so the models would already be designed and then they would build them on the computer as a virtual 3d models and then they would have the controls placed inside of them 
And so once the, all that was done, then it came to the animator and we did all of the motion, the running, jumping, attacks and combos and all that type of thing. And because of my film background, I became the cinematic supervisor uh, and lead animator because that was uh, all the cutscenes were animating to a camera, it was like little mini movies. And so that was a nice fit for me as well as doing a lot of the gameplay stuff. And so you would get assigned specific characters or, or specific mechanics. So it'd be like, you're the guy that's gonna do all the ground pounds for these five different characters. And you would figure out the mechanics of the character jumping up in the air and then come slamming back down. And so we would have these different recipes for how to create one of those. So you may be assigned a certain mechanic or if there was a, a specific thing you wanted to do, which was really nice, there was a lot of freedom for that. It's like, I really want to do a cool, um, I remember I got to do uh, Minnie Mouse's run cycle and I thought it would be really fun to do uh, it as a skip because it's Minnie Mouse. I thought how fun it would be just to have her skipping along. And so I was able to create that mechanic of her skipping. And so there's a lot of those specific things that I can point to and say, oh yeah, I did this one's run cycle or I did this guy's attack. And so there was a lot of cool variety because there were so many characters, you can often choose, hey, I really want to do this one. I feel strongly about that one. And, and you were able to do that, which was really, uh, really a, a big joy as an animator. Well, even though it's gone, thank you for doing it. It was a lovely adventure, and we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. In closing, just a couple of bonus questions. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, man, my favorite Muppet. Growing up, I always liked, um, what was the one that played the, the, the saxophone? Was it Zoot? Um, he was in the band. I don't remember his name. He had the sunglasses, and he had the hat pulled down real low, and he was part of the band, and he played the saxophone. I just thought he was the coolest guy. He didn't have a lot of lines, but he just looked so cool with the sunglasses. I always liked that guy. Nice. And then the other question is, in the movie of your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, my gosh, the movie of my life. Well, the one I get told mostly over the last couple years is that people often uh, say that I have a, a resemblance to Mark Ruffalo. And, um, and so I think that would be cool. He's kind of a cool guy. And, uh, you know, if, if, I, if I had to look like anyone, that's a, that's a nice compliment, so I don't mind. <laughs> well, great. Well, th thank you, Thomas, for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. I, I'm, I'm uh, happy to be here. Bye, everybody. Thank you podcast is done, man. <laughs>